welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison with Balance and Bliss Coaching. We will uncover ways to break through those limiting beliefs and stand in the power of you. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and heart. It's time to take action. Take an authentic stand for yourself and unapologetically live more into the young every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. Okay, so this week on Living in the Yum podcast, we have Miss Lindsay Mango here, who I have followed and looked up to, and she is an amazing life and business coach who helps high-achieving women have it all, the love, the job, the business, if they want to create the business, and the happiness. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. I'm so happy to have you. So, Lindsay, you just got married to the man of your dreams. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so amazing. You guys, did you do a destination wedding? Yes. Um, we got married in North Carolina at the Biltmore. So we oh actually gosh. used to live in the Midwest, just moved to California, and then I had our wedding out there. So yeah. Amazing. So beautiful. Well, congrats. So you have that going on and you've also, um, you're in your third year of business and hitting, scaling, growing that business to a million dollars. Yeah. It's incredible. It blows my mind to hear you say that still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. For, for someone who wants to create this life that you've created, that you've built for yourself, like I would imagine you weren't always in this place place. This wasn't always where you were. So what do you think was like the biggest, most um, monumental shift that you were able to create to help launch you into this path? Yeah. So yeah, my three years ago, my not even three years ago, my life like looked nothing like this. Um, yeah. I, I got out of college and that was, whoa, like eight years ago, I guess. Um, And I just jumped into a career, right? And I just kind of did that for a year and then realized it wasn't my passion. And so I just kind of bounced around from thing to thing year after year. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I would wait a year because it's funny now my resume doesn't matter at all. But like, I was worried, (laughs) like, I've got to stay for a year. So my resume looks good. Um, (laughs) So I would stay for a year and then I would go find another job because I knew it wasn't like my soul's work and what I was passionate about. And so over time, I I tried so many different job career paths that I just started to realize that none of them were like my calling. And I started to, I was in a different relationship at the time, just three years ago. And I started to see some of the same patterns showing up. Um, in my relationship and in my job. And while I had changed so many of my circumstances, I still felt the same way. I was, and I was dating a different guy than I had before. And I started to feel the same way. And so, um, I started reading personal development books and it just kind of like hit me. I, I don't remember the like exact moment, but I do remember thinking like, I'm the common denominator. I've changed jobs. I've done eight different things in different like places that all had different, you know, requirements and activities and all of that. 
um, and I'm with a different, totally different guy, I must be the, the thing that's creating this. And so I had that moment where, and I think sometimes it can feel kind of crappy, right? To be like, yeah. whoa, I'm the common denominator in this. But for me, it felt so empowering. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm unhappy with all of these things in my life and I'm the thing that has created this. So if I've created this, then I have the power to change it. And that's when I really started to like make shifts and realize that how I was showing up was the thing that I needed to change. Oh my gosh, totally. And I think um, a lot of times that piece is very confronting and you're like, oh God, is that me? You know, and putting together that, like you said, I'm creating this and these patterns are revolving around me and the way that I'm showing up and putting things out or the thought patterns that I have. And that can feel like such a sting, but I love that you bring up the empowerment factor because it's like, I sat in the sting for a little while when I first had that realization of, oh, I'm responsible for all of this. But then as soon as I was able to shift gears and be like, oh my gosh, if I'm responsible for all this, you get to create whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a, most of the time, or at least I'll speak for myself, there's like a, a transitional period where you kind of sit in this mess of, oh gosh, I did this and I created this before you step into the like, hell yeah, let's go. I can create and develop and build a business or find the man of my dreams and do whatever I want. There's like a little gap in there. Did you experience yeah. that at all? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I think, I think it was something that I kind of ignored, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. sure so many of your listeners and you probably had this too, that like little voice that like keeps trying to like tell you what's going on and speak your truth and tell you what you're meant to do. Um, and I think for quite a while, I went through that period of just like shoving it down and ignoring <laughs> it and trying to convince myself of all these stories that like I, I just had these unrealistic expectations of life and that this isn't how it was going to be. And, and so I think that was my period of, of like, you know, making other things response or not really like feeling empowered by this idea that I'm creating this. Um, and for a while I like blamed things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that was also a part of that period. Like I thought it was my boyfriend's fault at the time that I didn't feel more loved. And I thought it was my job's fault that I wasn't like fired up and passionate. Um, and so, yeah, it was totally a period. And I think it's really important because I think so many people resist their journey Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, it's changing eight jobs and like not being in the relationship that I wanted to be on in were the greatest, like, were the greatest things that helped me get here. It took all of that for me to have that realization. And I think sometimes we try to avoid, you know, my rock bottom moment wasn't like anything crazy, but like we try to avoid that rock bottom moment or those realizations. And I feel like that is what really drove me to finally make that change. And so, yeah, I had that period for sure. And I think it was the greatest gift I, I could have ever been given. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, um, there's something to be said for like hearing about that, but then actually experiencing it, you know, like you can listen to it on a logical mental level, but then feeling it in your body and actually moving through it is what for me, like I would hear people talk about it, but until I went through it and like let the empowerment bubble up itself, I never grasped it super well. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think a lot of times responsibility feels like blame. 
And yes. I think that's, that's kind of the feeling that so many people, and I experienced that too, where it's like, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this like awful thing in my life, I'm responsible for that. And instead of like seeing it as empowering, usually our mind immediately goes to blame. And we think like, this is my fault. And, and I think it's just a shift in realizing that it's not about blame, right? Like you were doing the best you could at, mm-hmm. with what you had in the moment. And now you know different and you can change that. Yeah. Yeah. The blame thing is, is interesting. Like how you were saying, Oh, I blamed my boyfriend. I blamed the employer. I blamed whoever it's safer that way. Like if it's not on me, I feel safe. Um, yeah, I think that makes it easier on some level to comprehend all of these things are happening to me as opposed to like, no, no, this is like part of the path. This is for me. This is, this is the journey. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's our brain's coping mechanism, right? Like our brain, I always say like our brain doesn't want us to live an amazing life. It literally would love to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day because it's safe and it's efficient. And so any way that it can be as efficient as possible, even if it's believing a story that isn't serving us, it will. And so that's why like, again, that blame kind of shows up, even if it feels like crap, it's still in your mind's like eye is, is safer and realizing that you can do something different. Yeah, totally. So how do you, for somebody who might be experiencing that blame game a little bit, or maybe they're listening and they're like, oh shoot, that's me for sure. I'm doing that right now. What would be your recommendation, like top three things that you would say, okay, here's, here's a way to look at that differently to get yourself out of that space. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, I mean, we kind of been talking about it, but like really just asking yourself, how am I contributing to this result I'm like creating in my life that I'm not happy about? Mm -hmm. You know, like I think back and I was convinced that my boyfriend was wrong because he was not cleaning up after himself or putting in as much work as I was and all of that. And then I couldn't believe the dishes were in the sink, you know, when I got home after (laughs) a busy day. And it's hard, right, to be like, how am I contributing to this thing? But the reality is that every single circumstance, and this will be maybe tough to swallow for people, but it, it's, it's neutral. It literally had like every circumstance in our lives is completely neutral. And then our perspective is what gives it meaning and what gives it emotion. So I was making dishes in the sink mean that he didn't care and that I was becoming resentful because I thought it was my job to do all the things instead of just be patient, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think like if you start to see it from that light and say, how am I contributing to this and asking yourself questions, really great questions, it's going to open up your mind to say, okay, like how can I find an answer to this? So I think that's the first thing. How am I contributing to the results that I'm getting in my life? Um, I think the second thing is, you know, not overwhelming yourself with everything and being like, oh my gosh, all of it's a mess, right? I think the the second thing is like focus on one thing that you're like, okay, I see that I'm contributing to this because of my attitude or my perspective about it. So how can I see this differently? Mm. You know, and at challenging yourself to say like, what what other ways could I perceive this situation or this circumstance? I mean, at the time I had a job that I wasn't in love with. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest lessons was, and I had that job while I built my business. And one of my biggest lessons was learning how to show up at that job that I hated from, um, 
from gratitude, from a different place, instead of from this like resentful, mad, whatever, like energy, it was like, how can I see this differently? And so for me, the story that I created was that my job was my business investor and it was helping me invest in my dreams and invest in myself. So I felt gratitude for it and I knew that it was just temporary. And so I was able to kind of enjoy it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think the third thing is, so once you're starting to say like, how could I see this differently? I think the third thing is working on taking different actions. So, you know, to me, my belief is that everything comes back to our perspective and our thinking that's driving how we feel and in turn that drives our actions. So a lot of times people want to skip the, you know, self-reflection part and just go to the band-aids and put like, well, what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, like I think the what I just laid out is really kind of like a process because you've got to dig deep first so that you can in turn drive forward different actions. And so asking yourself, you know, with this perspective, what would I be doing differently? Um, I'll give you another example. I remember it's so funny, like I mean, I look crazy right now. You guys can't see me, but I'm like, <laughs> rolled out this of bed. Is, but this is not true. <laughs> but um, when I had a, when I was in my corporate job, I would like roll out of bed and like, you know, didn't care what outfit I put together. And like, the thing is the outfit's not really what matters, but it was the process that I was making that decision with, which is like, I didn't feel like it meant much if I felt good when I went to my job because I didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, I feel like crap when I show up to work and I literally like, you know, maybe have my shirt on, like shirt on backwards that like it <laughs> happened or, and like, I just throw something on. And so for me, a different action was like, okay, I'm going to get up 30 minutes earlier and I'm going to start taking care of myself. And it, like, this isn't for my job. This is for me so that I can feel good so that I can show up to my highest like level. And so that mm-hmm. was like a small action that I started to change from a different belief system. And so I think one of the biggest things is there's two types of people, right? Like, I mean, not to lump everybody, but I feel like there's people who take tons of action and want to fix all of that and don't do the deep work. And then there's people who sit and do tons of deep work, but then don't have it translate into action. And so I think one of the most important parts is making sure that you're implementing things and trying different things. And I think where a lot of people get stuck is they want to do it right. Or they think like, well, I'm not going to try until I have this all figured out, but the best experiment and the best way to learn is by trying something and going, okay, that perspective didn't work and this action didn't work the way that I wanted. Let's go back to the drawing board. Um, and so I think like not being afraid to try different things and take different actions with this new perspective, knowing it's all going to lead you to the thing that works. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you bring up the idea of, um, the quick fixes and like kind of the bandaid on the bullet hole idea where people are just wanting to fix and take, take action. How are we going to solve this? How are we going to solve this? How are we going to solve this? And we're so conditioned and like programmed from society of we jump straight to solving mode before to your point, you really dig deep and take a look and say, okay, what is this even about? Where is this coming from? Which I think probably the majority of people in this world do not ever in their entire lives take the time to look at. And I know for me and most of my community in the coaching world, that has been the single most like impactful piece of the puzzle 
because those belief systems are rooted underneath the why am I doing this? Like to your point, it's not about the outfit. It's not about going to work looking like I don't really care. It's about the internal piece. And that's always, not always, I think it's oftentimes skipped because we are so wired to want to fix things so immediately. Yeah. And I think for me, like I did that for a while. And I think sometimes like you have to, you're putting on band-aids and it's getting you closer to realizing like these band-aids aren't working because the reality is the process of decision-making you're using every single day mm-hmm. is what creates your reality. And so if you want to create a different reality more effectively, and I know sometimes it feels like if I can't just fix it, it's not effective. But the reality is that if you change the process of decision-making, every single action you take will be 10 times more effective to getting the results that you want. And it will create the actual result that you want, right? So like I've always told people, you can take the same action, but have it driven from a different place. And that will create a completely different result. And so it's like, I think about health, for example, you know, like Mm -hmm. I used to be like so hard on myself about my health and like it was coming from like self-hatred and fear and lack and all of these things. And the biggest thing is like, maybe I could have gotten to my dream body doing that. But when I got there, it still would have never been enough because I was trying to put a bandaid on a hole like inside of myself instead of like healing it from the inside out. And so today, because I did it the other way, I have a great relationship with food. I feel healthy. I feel good. And so I think that's the differences. And I think, you know, people do have to go through that. They have to feel like let me try the band-aids because they just, I think sometimes it takes a little bit of that failure to be like, to have that moment that I had. Cause I think I put lots of band-aids on until I was like, something is not working. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, I just think it's, if you can do that, you're going to, you're going to create an even better result and your actions are going to be way more effective. Yeah. The other thing that the digging deep and, and really peeling the layers back and taking a look does from my perspective is um it helps us to examine what you're chasing because I think a lot of the times actually I know a lot of the times we are chasing a feeling and it's like you hit on this a little bit but you know you think okay I I want a promotion And once I have that promotion, uh, we will be there. I will have it. Everything will be great. All of my problems will be solved. And then you get the promotion. You work really hard. You get the promotion. And it's kind of like anticlimactic. And the way that peeling back those layers and seeing what's under there supports your your decision-making strategy and your action plans is that it's not about the feeling because you get the promotion and then it's a want want and you're kind of like, Oh, this isn't that great. It's almost like a letdown or um, mm-hmm. Christine Hassler uses the term expectation hangover, which I love. And we just are sitting there with the idea of, Oh my gosh, I did all that work and I still don't have it, whatever it is, the feeling that you're mm-hmm. chasing versus having the aligned committed actions of where are we going and why? And is it the journey or is it the there that I'm looking for? 100%. And I think, I mean, I think for me, that was also a huge moment because I had, I realized I was just chasing a moving target my whole life. Like I, I feel like I accomplished awesome things in my volleyball career and like all of these things. And I remember looking back and thinking, 
it never felt like enough. Mm-hmm. And our brain and our ego likes to convince us that if we do believe it's enough, that means that we're going to settle and we're going to stop. But the reality is when you feel like that, your everything becomes so much more fulfilling and you get to enjoy the process, create better results. And it's a lot less frantic. Like I will say, if you're chasing something, there's like this frantic energy around it that's like pushing you. And that like that doesn't feel as good as just like certain, consistent, like feeling the way that you want on the way there. Because at the end of the day, this is the thing that I like thing I really, especially even lately, have been realizing like we are going to be for you guys listening, I'm sure. And for you, like we are going to be on a journey forever, like And if we're just waiting until we get to the mile marker or the goal, our lives will just be spent waiting until we get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, My friend Mo, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, likes to say new level, new devil. So, and quite frankly, you know, part of that is feels baby daunting. Like, oh my gosh, there's more of it. Like there's never, but also such a beautiful gift of learning forever. Wouldn't you get bored if you're not, you know, experiencing totally. the ahas throughout life? Like that's such an amazing thing to get to evolve forever. Like literally until your last breath. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think to th- like this year, especially because I've had, like, I look around and I'm like, this is this life that I have right now is everything I wanted. Like, I mean, I live in California. I can see the ocean. Like we have this amazing house. I got married. I have this business. And I think it like really solidified because my ego and my fear still thought a little bit like when I get here, then I'll feel this way. And where I had like, I still have bad days and I'm like, nope, like here we are. And I think it's like making peace with like, yeah, new level, new devil. There's always growth. There's always opportunity. And that's, freeing instead of like putting you in a jail yeah totally also the this idea of like my ego still creeps in just a baby bit I want to touch on that too because I think there's this perception that oh when you do the work the ego stuff goes away and it's like no 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 it never goes away it's about learning to dance with it and like how do you play the game of like hey thanks ego brain I see you I hear you yeah we're going a different direction but I appreciate your opinion how do you handle that I think one I have coaches Mm -hmm. right like coaches I I mean I don't think I will not have a coach for the rest of my life because I I, my husband just said this quote the other day like if you're in the jar you can't see the label Mm -hmm. and I I think like I know that being inside my own mind even with all of these skill sets I still need like help seeing outside of it Um, and I think the other thing is awareness, you know? And I, I I mean, I think you made a great point, like accepting it, dancing with it, realizing it's going to be there. But, and I think the other piece that goes along with that is awareness. You know, like I, sometimes I go, even where I am now, I could go three months and turn around and realize, like have that awareness and go like, shoot, my ego has been driving the car or my fear Mm -hmm. has been driving the car for the last three months. And so I think, you know, like, new, new circumstances, new situations, new levels, just like you were saying, it's like, you never know when that little, that's going to creep in and start like driving forward your actions and then creating kind of this cycle. And I think awareness is one of the most important parts because you're not always going to be able to prevent it, Mm -hmm. but you can get better at catching it faster and then shifting it and changing it. And so I think for me, it's just like, celebrating that awareness, knowing that's one of the biggest parts of the transformation and 
you know, for me, I also, I, I write every day. Like I journal, I, I figure out what's going on in my mind so that I can kind of nip it in the bud at the beginning of the day and work on like driving forward everything the way that I really want to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That journal piece is so huge. I used to be so resistant to writing. I was like, that is a waste of time. That is some like hokey baloney that people are trying to, you know, push on. I, I was just so resistant. I was not going to do it. And then, um, I don't know, maybe a year ago I was at a retreat or was it with my coach? I can't remember, but I was part of an assignment that I had was to journal and I was like, Ugh, whatever, I'll just do it. And oh my gosh, now when I write things out, I, you, and I've heard this before, but now I like get it in my bones. You just access this different part of your brain that things just come flowing that don't come out my mouth, but can come out via handwriting, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. I think it's so funny. I, I, I was the same way. And I, I mean, I always knew it worked and all of that, but I think you get in your mind, you're right. Like, I don't have time for that. Or mm -hmm. like, I just got to jump into the day. Um, but the reality is you're 100% right because what a lot of people do and what I catch myself doing sometimes is I'm a coach. I have all these skills and I think I've kind of shifted out of something in my brain. <laughs> but the reality is that until I get it on paper and I like work at it and I like look at how I need to change it and I really like get it out, it's still, I, I imagine it's like, I was, we're close to Christmas, like Santa's like sack of like beliefs that are just like weighing you down all day. And they keep like building. If you don't actually take them out of your brain, put them on paper, do work on, on them. And what I will tell you is like something that helped me. And I'm sure like you too, is I, I realized that like, I don't have time not to do this yeah. because if I'm not doing this, then I could wake up in two years and be like, oh my gosh, I could be in such a different place had I just spent 10 minutes writing out what was kind of happening in my brain. And again, sometimes those beliefs and those things really hide mm -hmm. and you might write something down that just like you said, like where you're like, whoa, I didn't even think that belief was still there or mm -hmm. that doubt was even there. Um, and so I think the other piece of it is you have to be really honest with yourself. And I think that's also such a challenge. Sometimes we like to like scoop stuff under the rug and pretend it's not there. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the best things people can do with journaling is like being like, I'm not afraid of anything that's going on up here. I'm just going to be as honest with myself as possible so that I can actually work through this. Yeah. That's such a beautiful connection. The for hearing you say that I realized, Oh, that was always my block with journaling was not there was a long time where I was not willing to be honest around what was going on inside and I was just like such a holder for other people but that was kind of a cop out to not feel what was going on you know it's safer to just yeah. like block yourself out and the journaling is so confronting there's no way to like quote hide from that and yeah, um, yeah that's amazing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that um Okay, so switching gears just a baby bit to business coaching, because you obviously have done it yourself, created this amazing business and growing and continuing to scale. You have a podcast. You're really just nailing it, nailing the game. Aww, <laughs> um, so of the people that you work with, what would you say is the most common or um biggest roadblock that you see people having around creating that dream business? Mm, that's a great question. I'm going to do the entrepreneurial thing and give you two things. 
um, the first thing that kind of came to my mind is the actual belief that they can have what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think at every level with clients that I work with in business, we still tend to want to be like, but I've got to have this better. I've got to like have better branding or we make, and not that that stuff is beautiful. And again, if it's a byproduct of 100% belief, perfect. It's going to fuel you forward. But what I see so many people ha- doing in business is they don't actually believe wholeheartedly that they can have the business that they want. And if you don't believe you are literally building blocks on top of the worst foundation, like your house is going to burn to the ground because it's, it's just like the question I always ask my clients is like, if you believed with 100% certainty that this was going to happen, no matter what, what would you be doing differently? And what would you be thinking differently? And if your answer is different than what you're doing, you know, you do not believe fully and that's okay. That is where the work needs to start. Because again, it's like, it's so hard for me to, at this point, right? I have the podcast, I have the website, I have all the things, but when I built my business, I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. And I see so many people in business like focusing on these things that really don't matter. If you don't believe, nothing else matters. And that's the only, like I literally do belief work every day for my goals and what I, like how much do I believe this is going to happen? What's keeping me from believing this? And like working through that because again, the path is just going to like light up when you fully believe. You're going to know exactly what you need to do or the energy you you have to figure it out is going to be totally different. It's not going to be like, I'm stuck. I'm not getting clients. This isn't working. I need to find an answer. It's going to be like, okay, I wholeheartedly believe what other ways can I find clients? What other ways can I get out there? It's just, it's, that's one of the biggest things that I see people do. And it's, again, our ego is so tricky and it's like, let me focus on something else because it feels like that's the real problem. So I think that would be one of the things. And I think the other thing is being committed no matter what. Mm-hmm. I see so many people, you know, say, I'm going to try this for a year. If you, if you say that, don't even start because the reality is that every single piece of evidence you get is going to confirm what you are already fearing or believing, which means that if you're only going to give it a year, then what you're saying is like, you know, every time I fail, because I promise, right? I think it's really important to recognize that like you can hope best case scenario. That's like all I'm about, but like also realize like you might have failures and that stuff isn't going to go quite as planned. And every time that happens, if you're saying like, I'm only giving this a year, I'm only going to try this for a little while, or I'm only going to try this when I have time, every little failure, every little piece is going to come in with the perspective that you shouldn't do it or you should stop, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is confirming like, oh, I didn't sign the client. This is confirming I'm not going to like stay around doing this for a year. And so I think one of the biggest things is like asking yourself, would I be willing to try this and keep trying and failing and keep figuring it out until the day I die, until forever? If you can say yes, what you also do is you shorten the time it takes to get there because you're so committed. The energy behind it is like, this is just a part of the process. I'm going to keep figuring it out. I'm going to keep trying different things and you're going to get there so much faster. And it's so freeing. Mm -hmm. Like when I go into anything from that energy, I don't have to think about like it not happening because I'm like, oh, okay. I've already like really committed to making this happen. So like that's already a given. Now, how do I figure out how to get there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
the number one that you brought up of of the belief of oh this can really happen and exist i think that is such an important component of this because we are i mean we're essentially taught these dreams that we have are out of reach and it's like society has conditioned us um that it's not possible and that's where the perfectionism comes in like oh i have to be perfect in order to do it but then that pulls you back and then that stops you from moving forward or there's this fact of um or factor of parents people that really love you want to protect you and so they'll say "Mm, i don't know that that's a good idea oh, maybe you shouldn't quit your job to start this thing because who knows if it'll work. Like everybody else around you is also conditioned to like almost instill this doubt that it's even possible. And so that centeredness of knowing regardless of what society says or what your loved ones say even is huge. My coach likes to say that um, Parents and people who like really love you deeply, who are in service of protection for you, they get to be promoted to uh, off of your board of directors of your life. Hundred um, yeah. percent. I, I like that's one of the biggest things people run into too, especially when they first start a business. It, and like the reality is, I truly believe that everybody else is reflecting back to you your lack of belief. That doesn't mean that like there's people even where I am that don't believe that like this is going to keep going or whatever. But they don't. Even, it doesn't even come into my realm anymore because I believe so deeply. Like it's not mm-hmm. even like allowed in my space. Whereas when I first started, I mean, I went through that too. Like people thought when I hired a coach, I was like getting sucked into a cult and all this crazy stuff. And I remember every time someone said something that like made me doubt or every time I like, you know, got upset about it, I just turned inward again, took responsibility and said, where do I not believe? Mm -hmm. Like, where am I doubting? And I think it's a hundred percent okay to, as you're building that belief, right? Like to tell those people like, I love you. And I understand you're trying to protect me. And this isn't like helping me. So like, if we could just not right now talk about this, like that, I would be so grateful or like really setting that line. Um, Because I always tell people like, if you're trying to build confidence, like one of the things is probably not to be around a bunch of people who are like downing and throwing rocks at you. Like you need to create some space so you can continue to build that confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it can be disguised. The the throwing rocks can be disguised of, oh, they love me. They know what's best for me. And it's like, er, yes. And like, you've yeah. got to be a stand for you. Well, and I think, again, if you really, I think sometimes we look at, I remember like, as I get, I've gotten older, I, I realized like my parents are humans too. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we think they like still, no matter how old you get, that they know best for you. And I think the reality is that when I started to understand the mind and all of this work on such a deep level, I realized their results, which they're great, but like their results are a reflection of their belief systems, their fears, their thinking, which means that like, if that's, they're going to take that and they're going to try to apply it to my life and what I'm doing and give me advice. 
based on that. Mm -hmm. And I have always thought like, if you don't have the result that I want, it doesn't mean I'm not respectful of my parents and their opinions and don't sometimes hear them out. But like, if I don't want the result you have, I'm not going to take your beliefs and your fears and apply them to my dreams. Like that doesn't even make sense. So I think just realizing that again, they're doing the best that they can, but whatever, however they're limited in their life, they will like, they will try to put that limitation on you. And if you want an epic, amazing, like blissful, awesome life, like most people don't have that. And they're going to try to tell you based on their experience what's best. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I've just had this realization in the last year that my parents are human beings and not just like end all be all. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, that is just like a, a childhood wound or a belief. And I'm like, wow, you're human. You're not like superheroes. <laughs> like, totally. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so funny. Oh gosh. Um, Okay, so I also am curious about how you would recommend overcoming. I mean, we talked a little bit about like getting the belief and like being fully committed to this is what I'm creating. Um, and there's also some deep rooted, I think, especially as women, beliefs around shoulds or I'm supposed to be going to college and then I'm going to go get my master's degree and then I'm going to work in this job for like you said two years because I need two years on my resume or whatever um and this idea of like being a good girl and this is how I should be how, how does somebody I mean obviously we need to like get really aware of that see it when it's coming up and then what yeah so I think the biggest question is why like, why, why am I thinking I should do this? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Right. And so like identifying what that is. And then one of the biggest things that I think is so important that people miss is, you know, if you've grown up with that belief system that you should do something this way, it's going to feel very true. Like it's going to feel like fact. Yeah. Um, and I think the question I always ask my clients and I always ask people when they really like, when you find out why you're doing it and you see it and you're like, but this feels like a fact. I always ask, does it serve you to believe this? Mm. Like, does it serve you to get what you really want in life to believe this thing? And if the answer is no, right, then it's a process of saying, what else could be true? Mm. What else could be true? Like where, if I were to think about someone I admire, what perspective would they have about this, right? What thought would they have about this? And trying to find different things that can like kind of compete or combat this old belief system to build new beliefs. Like I think about it literally as like lifting a weight, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't walk in the gym and think I'm going to squat 500 pounds. I haven't done that yet. Right. But you're going to start with like 10. And so I, when it comes to like changing your perspective and changing your thought process, maybe the extreme thought you want to get to is like, of course, this is happening for me. And like, I don't need to go to college to be successful. Let's just say that for example. Mm -hmm. And right now you're at like, you have to go to college to be successful, right? The thing is, you know that you believe a thought when it actually changes the way you feel. So if you like have, if you think, um, I don't have to go to college to be successful and you're like, that sounds like total bull. Like, I really don't believe that, but I know that's where I need to get. What I like, what I think is really important is finding something in the middle mm. that you can believe. So you could say, I believe it's possible you could be successful even if you don't go to college. And you're like, okay, I could get on board with that. So every time you see yourself coming, like 
have that awareness and see see your mind say, I have to go to college to be successful. And you're starting like, it's like recognizing that and saying, no, I believe it's possible to not go to college and still be successful. And I think what's even more powerful is finding evidence of it. Go out, look for people. Like there are people who are majorly successful that haven't gone, like find as much evidence as you can so you can literally prove your brain wrong and be like, okay, this is not true. Um, and so I think it's just about that process of like, and once you start, that becomes your default thought, like mm-hmm. it's possible, then you're like, okay, how can I bridge? It's possible to, of course this is happening and I don't have to go to college to be successful. Um, and so I think it's also important to identify what actions you would take along with that. So even when I, if I, just to give you an example, I'm using hand signals, <laughs> hopefully it's making sense as I'm talking, yes, yes. but if you're at the place where you're like, I don't believe I can be successful without going to college. And you're like, okay, like I want to work to, it's possible to be successful without going to college. You have to ask yourself, even if you don't fully believe that, what action you would be taking if you believed that it was possible to be successful without going to college, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so that will give you access to a different line of decision-making and a different way of thinking and what that will do is help you take actions that will like are, are from the belief system that you want that will continue to seal the deal. So maybe that looks like, well, I wouldn't go straight to college. Like maybe I would take five months off and just sit with this and work with this just to decide what I want to do. And so it's like following that part. And the thing is, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I always tell people the reason why, like the reason why you're not the person who believes this yet and who can t- like who can take this action comfortably is because like you don't have the thought process yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally, it's like lifting weights. It's You get sore because you can't lift that amount of weight yet for as much as you want it, right? So it's the same thing with your mind. Like if it feels uncomfortable, you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. And the the belief system, you touched on this earlier too. If you can instill the doubt just like a baby teeny tiny bit of doubt that maybe this isn't true and there could be another option, like capital T true. And then you can insert the possibility of maybe it's not true. Your brain will go out and find the evidence to support whatever's there. And that's why, that's why belief systems and pathways are so freaking powerful because they change everything. Once you've have something, your brain is seeing things that say, Oh, it's like when um, when you think you might be pregnant and then you're driving and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all the kids in that van. Oh, there's a daycare over there. Oh, look at, there's maternity parking at Target. You know, it's like all of a sudden there's pregnancy everywhere when before you just have your blinders onto it because it's not even in your realm of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, like this is science, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This is like your, it's called your reticular activating system. And it is literally your brain because it doesn't want to take in everything is like, what do I need to pay attention to? And I actually, as you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I did this without realizing it because I used to think like, oh gosh, I don't have to work at a job like this. Do I? And like, then I would convince myself that that was the way it was supposed to be. But I think as soon as I started to like do that, I would like follow people on social media and I'm like, well, she's not doing life this way and she's not. And I like over time, I think it took like eight years for me because I wasn't actively like participating in it, but Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like hoping that it wasn't true. And it started to find all of that evidence until I eventually was like, no, like I'm not doing this. Like people don't do this. I don't have to do it this way. Yeah. One thing that my coach had first said to me when I was working with her in the very beginning was, listen, 
just borrow my belief in you until you believe it. And I remember like going along the way feeling like this is a bunch of BS. I don't believe that this is going to come to fruition. Like I just don't, I don't think it's possible. And it's so, it like so lands for me to think I really went from not believing that this life we're creating, I'm creating, I don't know who the we is, me and my dogs. Um, (laughs) I didn't think it was, it was possible. And I literally just kind of like put in my back pocket, okay, I'll believe a maybe for a second. And then the evidence started showing up for me. I associate it with like the universe is sending me lessons or bits and pieces of affirmations that I'm seeing. And I'm like, oh damn, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe this is it. And, you know, continuing down that path to where now I'm like, no, this is where I'm supposed to be. There's no doubt in my mind and and it's going to work. And I think there's something to be said for that. Like people are not just, well, I guess some people might be, my brother is this way. He was just born knowing I'm going to be a pilot in the air force. And I used to always be so jealous. How does he know that? That's not real. But most people are not born knowing, like deeply knowing, this is what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. And so I think getting to that path and being willing to question that belief of, okay, can this happen? And to your point, okay, now let's just shift to maybe it could happen to it. We're doing it and let's go. And like, there's no other option at this point. Um, I think is such a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, sometimes a part of that is trying things, right? Like for me, I had to try seven or eight jobs. I I started a network marketing business twice because, and I didn't know exactly what I was meant to do, but I just kept having a feeling and I would kind of follow it. And like over time, it kept leading me to like where I am today, knowing that this is like my purpose. I was the same way. Like I was always like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. How do these people know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're asking me to pick a degree? Like, I'm so confused. Um, I probably like closed my hat, my eyes and picked it out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think like it's follow that. Follow the things that give you a little bit of energy and a little bit of joy. Mm-hmm. Like you might figure out that it's not the thing, but like it will ultimately lead you to where you're meant to go. Yeah. And I think just to reiterate on the um, component of learning how to thanks for your opinion slash ignore the outside perspectives and like really turning inward, paying attention to your soul curriculum. Like we're so taught not to do that. It's like, we're so focused on the shoulds and really turning inward, really listening is to your point, what will get you to where you are quote meant to be. And, Mm -hmm. and that's powerful. So Totally. Love it. Um, okay, so you have some exciting things coming up, like a mastermind that people could join. Yes. Can you tell us about that? What's the opportunity there? Yeah, so um, I have met, I mean, just like we talked about, I do life coaching, I do business coaching. I mean, I combine it all together because I think it's so important for all of it yeah. to be in unison. Um, and so I've been wanting to start this mastermind. I have a, a lower level mastermind, which is amazing for business owners. Um, but this mastermind I've been really like dreaming about for a while. Mm. Um, and it is for women who are high achievers, like who, and I mean, I do that with all like 
all over the spectrum, but like women who are already really like crushing it, like they're either in their career and they've like kind of reached success. You know, you're a high achiever. You might not think like I'm there ever, but like you're like, <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Like yeah. I'm crushing it or like business owners who are, you know, making consistent, really great income and feel really good about their business, but they keep waiting to live their life the way that they really want until they hit another goal. Mm. And they're kind of realizing that they're like hitting that moment within themselves where they're like, the way I'm doing this isn't working because I started a business so I can have freedom and I find myself thinking and working all the time and not spending time with my family the way that I wanted and not taking the trips that I really wanted and not pouring into my like romantic relationship the way that I wanted. And so, and, and the thing is like, this is literally me. So it's kind of like the quote, like create what you wish existed in the world. So I wanted to create a space to bring together these women mm -hmm. to teach them and help them be more intentional about how they're living their life in 2020 so that they don't turn around and go like, that was another year that I just grinded it out and worked all day, every day again. Like that was the year I really changed the way I was showing up and made myself and my joy and my happiness a priority mm. and hit bigger goals. That's the thing is like changing that belief system that you have to be working and grinding, that you can't have fun and continue to hit new levels. So it's kind of like an all-encompassing mastermind. I'm only um, having seven women join. I already have two spots gone. So it's it's very intimate. I'm being very like selective because I it's I want the right women in there. Yeah. Um, and there's two retreats. They're going to be five days. One's going to be in Malibu. One's going to be international. And I like all of it's been purposely curated for the busy woman, but to make sure that she's getting what she needs to like pull her out of her life so that she can focus on her and what she needs um, and one-on-one -on -one support to do all of that too. So, you know, if that like resonates with you, I, I'm, I'm, just chatting with people again. I just want to make sure that like I get the right people and this gets in front of the right women because mm -hmm. I, I know that this woman's busy. She's probably not scrolling around. She's probably doing five things at once. Um, so yeah, that I'm just super excited about that and the women that I'm already bringing into that space because the other thing is, again, most successful women say it's lonely at the top. Mm -hmm. and I don't think it has to be that way. And so I think if I can bring powerhouse women together like even if they're all, I mean, I had a girl just join from Paris and I had someone join from Georgia. Like it's just, if I can bring them together, even if it's in a virtual space where they do get to see each other and meet each other, you know, a couple of times throughout the year, I think it will be so powerful for them to feel like they have community and to also bring into their awareness of different ways of doing business, right? Because these women have different types of businesses and I think that will expand so much for them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And I've said this before on the podcast, but, and I know that a mastermind isn't traditionally a group coaching vibe. And I think the community aspect is so powerful, but also the witnessing each other seeing yourself in another woman and then watching her go through a thought process or working through a problem and then being like, Oh shoot, that's me too. Like it's a whole other way to learn. And it lands a lot harder when your ego's removed from it and you can see it from a third party. Totally. Uh, and being in the room with other, like usually being in the room with other powerhouse women will probably bring up all your crap because there's a reason why you probably kind of operate alone mm -hmm. or don't create vulnerable connections. And that it's like 
being in that space is like, hey, we're going to like shine light on all of your crap so that we can actually work through it and create a different life for you. Yeah. We all get to just be a bunch of mirrors for each other. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So for somebody who's maybe not ready to step into the mastermind yet, what else, how else could people work with you or get involved? Yeah. So I am about to launch going into January um, after the mastermind uh, two courses and they are lower level entry level for people who hear this, right? And they they want to learn how to like use this mindset work. So one of them is focused on in general, like this is the process that I use, whether you want to get a healthier body, like learn how to find your passion, um, you know, do better in your career, whatever it is, this is the mindset process I'm using to get you out of your way and start creating the results that you want. And I'm so excited about it because I just feel like this process changed everything for me. Like Mm -hmm. imagine feeling like, you know, exactly every time you have a roadblock, every time, like something's not getting the result that you want to be like, okay, I know exactly like what process I have to go through to like make internal change to create different results. So there's going to be that course. Um, and so, you know, people can find me on IG, my handles at Lindsay mango underscore, you know, I'm constantly like promoting whatever it is that I'm opening. So there's that. And then I'm going to have a business edition of that. So same kind of thing, but a little much more involved in terms of like, you know, either you want to, take, find your passion and turn it into a business or you've started a business, but you haven't really built, you know, like consistency and success in it. It's the mindset process along with, you know, how to build your brand, how to attract your ideal client, how to show up and be the woman you need to be to like build that business. So kind of both funneling, you know, and helping women in both areas. Oh, awesome. Lots of options for everyone listening. There's somewhere to, Uh, work with Lindsay and get involved with her. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you loved what she had to say, go follow her on social media platforms, Lindsay Mango underscore on Instagram. I will link Facebook and website in the description below. And this was just so much fun. I loved every second of having you. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Seriously. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this week's episode or any episode of Living in the Yum podcast, please show it some love on whatever platform you use. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your neighbors. I work with clients in one-on-one settings all around the world and have group programs available as well. Let's get connected. Contact me at emma.m.garrison on Instagram or sign up for a discovery call at www.balanceandblisscoaching.com.